0: Hey there. Uh, I just wanted to let you know that there is a video component to this podcast. And if you're seeing these animations, then (laughs) yeah, you already figured that out. So good for you. But uh, if you're not, I really would recommend that you uh, check out the video as well as listening to it because you're really going to be missing out on some beauty and artistry if you don't. This is worth a watch and I really encourage you to do so. The link will be in the description. Thank you.
1: Bye. The following podcast is a presentation of Project Entertainment
0: Network Don't be scared now but it looks like you just wandered straight into you mind country. That's you mind short for unaffiliated mind games and you ain't never gonna be the same again. brace yourself. It's time for Red Hot Truth Injection. Oh, yeah. That's right, bitch. We're rounding up the sheeple and shaking them awake. You mind? Too damn bad. We're going to set fire to the wool over your eyes. Feel the burn, baby. Hot damn. We're toppling the lies of the lamestream media one by one. Woo-wee. Watch them bad boys fall. Hey, universe, hey. This is Universe B, Colin, and we're going to tear you a new one. You mind? So, hey, everybody. Uh, It is me, Napoleon Doom, and I am here with some of the San Diego chapter of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Uh, Hi, everyone. Hello. (laughs) <laughs> so if you could uh just introduce yourselves and uh starting with uh you would there Isaac. Oh okay
1: very good. Um my name is Guard Isaac Wiener. I'm uh, a guard with the San Diego Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. Um basically we uh, I am a fully fledged member of the of, of the house although I am not a I do not use the title of nun. I do not use the title of sister. I I have other duties, but they are extraordinarily important. And uh, basically, I'm uh, yeah, I'm there to serve the sisters. Um, and I'll elaborate on that a little bit more after uh, after the sisters have a chance to uh, to speak. Yeah,
2: sure. That's okay. All
0: right. And then Sister Rita.
2: All right. Hello. I am Sister Rita. Book of the San Diego Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, also known as Asylum of the Tortured Heart. Ah,
0: very nice. And Sister Devlin. I am
3: Sister Devlin Angels. I am a fully professed member of the San Diego Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, and I am the Sister of Spoons. Ah, very
0: nice. All right. So tell us a little bit about uh, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. And uh kind of what you do for the community, any charitable works and things like that. Oh goodness, where do we even begin?
3: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: So I know the chapter turned 41 this year and it started in San Francisco, correct? Correct. On uh Easter Sunday. So and uh,
3: it
2: goes. But yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Technically, we turned 41 on Holy Saturday, ah. but we celebrate on Easter as, you know, kind of the big marking point. But the founders actually went out into the Castro on Holy Saturday oh, and wow. ran a mark.
0: Very nice. <laughs> but they
1: did it again on Sunday with, with that purpose, like, oh, this could be really powerful and really meaningful for people. So they yeah, they did it on a lark on the Saturday. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this. And then no, on Saturday, yeah, that, that's yeah. that's when it actually became a thing. So, yeah, um, yeah. And, yeah our own house started in 2005. The, the in the August order in August of 2005. So uh, um, we haven't been uh, our house hasn't been around for 41 years, but we have quite a
2: history too very nice yeah, the legend goes that that holy saturday they were just doing it for shits and giggles basically and they had a a strange interesting fun reaction from the community and so they did it again sunday and then they kind of just never stopped doing it and it became an order
0: <laughs> very nice now isaac you are a guard uh yes. the in the, well, uh- the- the legend of the original sisterhood was that a machine gun was carried to protect the sisters while they were spreading their uh, good word you don't carry a machine gun or
1: I do not carry machine guns unless you're talking about these no, no. As, uh, <laughs> which are not all which are not all that impressive um,
0: I was impressed yes yeah.
1: yeah. oh, well, thank you thank you um, we have other we have other weapons in our arsenal. We uh, charm, we beguile, and uh, we protect sisters primarily by um, making sure that people know that we're there. And uh, we, if we see that there's an issue, we tend to distract rather mm-hmm. than rather than um, do anything more more provocative than that. Uh, the idea, is, so the is that the nun is able to do their job. Um, be you know, be a part of the community, but uh, not have to deal with uh, belligerents. Mm-hmm. Also, if uh, one of the things that we normally have is I don't have it with me, but we have a guard bag that we carry with us, and it has all sorts of makeup and and uh, other things that uh, nuns may need in case they fall uh, in case something happens, like uh, in bars many times, uh, particularly particularly now. Uh, well, not now, but particularly when uh, we were going to bars, um, there were not be straws available. And so, uh, nuns can't drink just, you know, out of the glass. So one of my, well, it does, it does mess up the makeup and that's all that's all part of it. So that, that's, that's what, that's, uh, our main job. Usually we, um, I wouldn't say we necessarily defer to nuns, but we are. That's that's one of the reasons why it was a little bit weird about going first. It's like, yeah, because normally we support the we support the, the nuns mm-hmm. rather than be front and center ourselves.
0: Ah, very interesting.
3: We we call them our uh, cat wranglers because sisters, <laughs> um, you know, bless our guards because <laughs> I think they have a harder job than we do is having to keep track of a pack of, you know, sisters because we kind of float here, there, and yonder, and ooh, shiny, and ooh, what's this? <laughs> especially yeah. if we're it, like a bar minister, it, it comes with the territory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely. And we're trying territory. to, you know, especially if we're like making rounds, and they're like, okay, come on, sister, and then you find one sister, another one leaves. You find one sister,
0: <laughs>
3: and bless our guards, they have the patient of, of, I don't know, but they have more patience than I'm a mom and they have more patience than I do.
0: Goodness. <laughs> oh. Now uh, you sisters, uh, sister Devlin and sister Rita, uh, how did you uh, find your calling? How, how did you know that this was what you were meant to do?
2: Um, I, so I, I, Drag has been a part of my life for a long time, and for a while it was a way of quote-unquote making money. I never mm-hmm. really made money at it, but um, it, that became not fun anymore. And I had been kind of orbiting the sisters for years, getting to know sisters a little bit better, um, and it, it, uh, it just dawned on me that I love doing drag. I don't love working in drag, mm-hmm. yet, per se, Um, And I am also a spiritual person and the mission of the sisters wanting to spread joy just spoke to me and I realized I could use drag for something that would be beneficial for both me and the community. Uh, Yeah, that's how I first found my calling. anyways.
0: (laughs) Very nice. And Sister Devlin, how about you?
3: I had a near-death experience. (laughs) Um, But to kind of preface that, I had met my best friend in cosmetology school, who I later found out was a guard um, with the sisters. And I didn't know who the nuns were, but I kind of get on these little like when I start reading about people and watching videos and doing research, it was like, oh, my gosh, I really want to do this. And then in, uh, February of 2013, I got incredibly ill with Mm -hmm. Crohn's disease and that was a whole thing. And I decided that when I got better, I was going to, I was going to join the order because uh, there's a mission out there. It's, you know, everybody has, you know, everybody can have an invisible illness. It's not a gay thing. It's not a straight thing. It's not a purple thing. It's not a black thing. It's not a green thing it's, it's a human condition. And so that was kind of became my calling.
0: Very nice. Now spreading joy. Let's uh, give us an idea of what that entails. How do, uh, how does the sisterhood spread joy to the community?
2: Oh boy. (laughs) So, so many ways we, a big part of it is, um, in our junior part of our junior membership process is uh, finding joy for yourself and making your own joy and finding the ways that uh, that you can make your own joy. Because if you can do that for yourself, you can do that for others. You have to be able to do it for yourself first, though, to really be able to spread joy authentically and confidently. Um, so it's, it's really personal for each sister's ministry, how they spread joy. Um, and it's, I think for me, it's often um, just listening to people. That's a, probably the biggest thing that I do as a sister, uh, especially in, I mean, it's interesting right now with this whole pandemic. Um, I think people are actually listening to each other a lot more, mm-hmm. but um, pre, pre-pandemic when we're all out in the world and busy with jobs and, you know, having priorities and things to do. uh, People don't have a lot of opportunity to speak and have someone really listen to them um, without judgment. Um, And that can relieve, it can do a lot of things for people. It can relieve whatever stress, it can um, open up the pathway for them to feel joy again, I think is a big part of listening as a sister. And then I also love to do silly things like um, dancing in front of the scary fundamentalist uh, (laughs) protesters and singing, how much is that doggie in the window? Or, um, you know, being a a visual or audio alternative to not-so-fun messages. Yeah.
3: She also Mm -hmm. likes to blow bubbles.
2: (laughs) Yeah, blowing bubbles, giving out stickers, (laughs) <laughs>
3: I'm I'm a hugger and, and that's probably one thing I'm really struggling with this whole pandemic is some of my own personal joy and giving joy is we would just cross the street going somewhere and you will have literally someone meet you in the intersection and give you a hug like Aww. oh my gosh sister and it's like yes I want to hug you I, want to spread <laughs> you, but I also don't want to get ran over by a car
0: <laughs> right so <laughs> that wouldn't be joyful
3: no <laughs> no <laughs> It's, it's, you know, the act of being a sister, the act of manifesting mm-hmm. is really what spreads joy. Most people know that you, you see a sister, it's happy,
2: mm-hmm. you know, we're
3: there for a reason. We're there for the enemy and an enemy <laughs> and
1: it's not okay. We get it. For that.
0: Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, you know, so you know, when they see us, that in itself is an an act of spreading joy. I mean, we could just be sitting in a bar after an event, eating dinner, and people are like, Oh, my God, they just get so excited. Mm -hmm. And you know, it you'll hear them across the street yelling, sister. And you wave and they're just they're made for the night. But then to touch on Rita's to to just be able to sit down, hold someone's hand, give them a hug, listen to them. And sometimes it's the most horrible day of their lives to, you know, they got a new puppy or they got a new cat, but they don't have anybody to share it with. Mm-hmm. So you get to share in, in the triumphs and, you know, the not so good stuff. So,
2: yeah, it's not always so earth shattering, or at least for us, you know, it doesn't seem so earth shattering, um, but you, we really have no idea what, what that means to the person or what yeah. that interaction is. We're just there and we mirror back to them and then they go on with their days and we go on with our days. And,
3: and you know, sometimes they just want to talk to somebody because they tried a new restaurant mm-hmm. or <laughs> they got a raise, you know, or, you know, whatever it is, it's, 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 it's a, blessing for us to be able to be there for those who may not have a sounding board or they have to tell somebody right then and there because it's such good news and if they don't tell somebody they're going to explode <laughs> so you know yeah yeah
1: yeah what i see whenever i go out with the sisters and, it, and it's true for myself mm-hmm. you don't get you don't go out into the public looking like this and not get attention. Right. And the great <laughs> thing I love about what goes on with the sisters. Every sister I know is that they take that and they use it to they use it to promote joy and happiness in all sorts of fashions. And a lot. Yeah, and just just by being present there. And we also do a lot of work. Um, we we help out with a lot of fundraisers and we go to a lot of events. And sometimes and. Uh, you know, just, you know, just the process of being there, and sometimes we will, uh, will help with uh, selling raffle tickets, or we'll just, uh, we'll help introduce people or things like that. And us being out there, being open and being crazy because looking like this promotes being a little bit, you know, out there. It lets people know that it's okay for them to be themselves. Because if we have enough guts to go out there looking like this and doing what we do, by gosh, you can be yourself. You can go out there. There is nothing out there that you're so that's so terrible about you that doesn't mean that you can't go out there and and live your life as you choose. And that's that's what I really think is super great about what the sisters do and how we promote joy in the community. Mm-hmm.
0: I would say that that was actually my experience with the sisters was uh, at at uh, the Oceanside Art Museum.
1: Uh, oh, and yeah. <laughs> of fun
0: And it's always a little nerve wracking for me to be out in public. I'm an artist, but a lot of being an artist is like being secluded and working on your own stuff. So when I have to go out and be among the people, it's always like very frightening for me. And it was Sister I Don't Know and Shannon Rose when she was still in office, um, who I was actually talking to. And they were just really warm and really friendly. And a lot Mm -hmm. of the night had been... Uh just kind of being harassed because I, I had built this whole costume with like this big sixties bubble helmet and like this dress and I remember, I remember Yes, that's me. <laughs> awesome. That
3: yeah. Sadly, I have always I for some reason I have yet to go to the Oma event. Oh, uh, yeah. something always comes up and it bums me out. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully
2: this year lot. will happen.
3: Yeah. 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 <laughs> But it was it was We all so may crazy. be wearing giant bubble
0: helmets. Oh, very cool. <laughs> right. You
1: know,
0: to yeah.
1: You didn't know you were pre- you were uh, you were prognosticating how we would all be li- living in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: but yeah, I, I mean my experience with the sisters was it was very calming for me to have someone who was there just willing to have a conversation with me and who wasn't like making a comment about dat ass or anything like that. So uh. That that was always (laughs) nice. Yeah. And uh, Mm -hmm. so, um, but yeah. And so I was really excited to get to know you guys. And I've been looking at your website and I I just love what uh, the sisterhood is all about. And uh, just now you, uh, the sisterhood is involved with charities. You you also give grants to uh, certain organizations and uh, startups. And can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: I was going to say, Isaac. We're going to turn that to you because you are our former master of alms.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'll be happy. I'll be happy to do, to discuss that. Sure. Um, one of the things that's that's uh, important to realize is that um, we are a nonprofit organization, and frankly, other than the the stuff that we need to uh, pay for, in terms of like. Being a sound organization, having you know insurance and stuff like that, and a couple of other things, um, we there's not a lot of money that is needed by the organization itself to keep it running. So when people, but we uh, we let people know that there's a lot of uh, there are a lot of organizations that we promote, and when people donate to donate to the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence, um, we give away quite a bit of money. Last year, I believe we gave away like. I think it was eight thousand dollars. We also here's the thing: we don't promote generally of um, uh, you know fundraising. It's mm-hmm. not, not the sort of thing that we tend to do a lot of. We'll go out there and we'll have uh, things where where we're um, Valentine's or Easter eggs and things like that. A little as much, as much as we have to the community show ourselves that it is to make money. Okay. Uh, for for organizations, so. Um, last year we, uh, we give, to, we give to all sorts of organizations. We, de- uh, we decide amongst ourselves and we do some research as to, uh, who needs, who needs some money. And, uh, we tend to do locally. We tend to do small organizations, organizations that, um, not everybody, not everybody knows about. Um, and then we do some that are really pretty well known, but need, uh, need money like uh one of our big ones is special delivery um special delivery is a meal is a uh, pantry for people who uh, who need food and they also do meals on wheels for people uh, essentially without using that title because that's mm-hmm. a, they they provide meals for housebound people people with hiv and uh and yes. uh, cancer and 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 things like that that's one of the things that uh, we that's one of the things that uh, we uh We do. Um, There are a number of art projects that we uh, that we promote. One of the things we do annually is uh, Sister Devlin's Heart and Joy, and that is um, (laughs) it's a it's a summer camp for children with ostomies. Now, think about how think about uh, how something like that is really into what the sisters do. The sisters are into spreading into spreading joy and into making People feel good about themselves. Can you imagine what it'd be like to go through school as a kid with an ostomy? Right. I can't. I, I can only imagine. So, what this, what uh, Youth Rally is, I'm just going to promote it because mm-hmm. you can you can interrupt <laughs> me or you, you want to say something. That's fine. But I just think it's the most amazing thing in the world. Um, they have this camp where all these kids with ostomies are there, and they can just feel completely comfortable to be themselves, not have to explain stuff. Not have to apologize, not have to be thought of as the weird kid with the bag or any right. of that, whatever, whatever that sort of thing is. We look for similar organizations like that to promote and give money to every uh, every year. And uh, I, I know that there are a lot more that I could share, but I don't want to monopolize the time. It's a thing that we do, and it's one of the things I'm most proud of, the sisters.
0: Very yeah. good. Yeah. So I, I, that sounds really exciting. So, uh, now, uh, Sister Devlin, that is, uh, your project, that camp?
3: Yes. Well, I, um, uh, when you're going through our matriculation as a sister, mm-hmm. uh, when you hit novice or white veil, we ask them to, uh, have a project. It's not a pass or a fail. It just teaches the novice how to set up an event, uh, advertise, really kind of push them out of their box. My particular camp, and that goes kind of back to my near death story I was telling about Mm -hmm. is, um, so I'll preface it, is I was diagnosed in 08 with Crohn's disease. um, And by 2013, it about killed me. Mm. Uh, I had my entire colon removed. I do have an ileostomy. Um, so I understand what it's like. Um, and actually one of our saints of the house, St. Shutabug, also has an ostomy. And she turned me to this camp and she said, listen, I work with this kids camp that helps kids with bladder and digestive issues. And I looked it up and I'm like, yes, that's where I want my money to go. That's where I want to help these kids. Um, it's nine to 17 for youth. Uh, they send kids to camp with bladder and digestive issues. They've been around over 30 years. The counselors, nurses, staff, everybody actually has the same condition as the kids. Uh, many of them are former campers themselves. Oh, wow. They started out with three conditions that they, uh, helped or dealt with in the beginning. And now they're up to 58 and it's an amazing organization. It's held annually. Um, I think this year they're going to have to do, unfortunately, do a, a virtual camp. but uh, it would have been held this year at SDSU. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah. So mm-hmm. we raise funds to help pay for tuition, um, and yeah, it's it's just something near and dear to my stomach. <laughs> 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 um, I grew up with a child with a disability. Um, I was the only kid in my as far as I knew in my hometown that had the same condition I did. So I can really relate with being the weird kid. Yeah. Uh, So with the disease, so, you know, it's, it's really good, but we do, we have an annual event called the purple party. It's the shits S <laughs> H I T Z. And uh, yeah, we send it all to youth rallies. So.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Sister Rita. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry no no no, go
3: ahead
0: yeah uh sister rita i'm going to uh guess that you uh have a lot to do with literacy since uh you are a sister rita book
2: yeah i forgot uh in my intro i'm the protector of the illiterate yeah Yeah.
3: and sometimes that's her own sisters case in point me texting her about this interview going what the heck do i do
2: (laughs) yeah i mean my ministry um So, like, for my novice project, um, it was an event of sorts. Uh, It was not a fundraising event. It was more of, like, a piece of street theater uh, that happened uh, the week before Pride. And I wrote a rosary for that event. There's a tradition in the Sisters of writing rosaries in times of peril. The... uh, After the Three Mile Island disaster, uh, the sisters in San Francisco wrote a rosary in the time of nuclear peril, Mm -hmm. um, often with big events or some, you know, humanitarian disaster of some kind. sisters often write rosaries to help people through those times. And so anyways, I wrote a rosary in the time of hashtag, hashtag resist and um it was uh, when so talking about literacy it was a very heavily researched rosary it covers a lot of um history different parts of history of oppression and overcoming oppression for um women for people of color for lgbtq people it has a couple different segments um yeah so that I guess you could say literacy is a big part of my sister ministry. It's a, it's an even bigger part of my secular life. Um, as, I was
3: going to say, uh, you uh, have uh, to tell her because
0: congratulations,
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah,
2: Yeah, I just completed my Master in Library and Information Science.
0: Oh, it's wonderful. Congratulations.
2: And thank you. So it's a bigger part of my secular life, and it's kind of becoming – actually, in quarantine, it's become – of come back to my sister ministry i recently wrote a blog article for uh, our house website about um, you know book uh, book resources online that are free right now for people at home if you have an internet connection
3: and actually she reminded me she actually asked all of us in our house what books would we recommend reading? And I was like, Oh my god, I have this series, and it actually made me go back get my books, starting to reread the series again. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool.
2: And oh. yeah, we can. I should. I guess we can kind of tease the. Originally, I was going to include all of the house, all the other sisters and guards, and even junior members, um, and some of our saints and angels, mm-hmm. their book recommendations it ended up expanding way beyond the scope of the blog article. So it's going to become its own page on the website. We're going to have a, a running uh, book recommendation page that we can just constantly update and keep, yeah.
0: It's keep nice going. when that happens, when there's more information. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right, exactly.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so, yeah. yeah.
1: So I it, it's pretty clear that uh, we support, Although our, our heart and soul tends to be within the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. what the work that the sisters do spreads far, far, far beyond that to basically all people who uh, feel disenfranchised, who feel less than for whatever reason that the society may tell them that they are not as good as, as me. Prefer, yeah. right. And uh, the, the, all of the things that we do help to promote and support people being themselves without shame and without guilt, that's, and these are two really
2: good examples of, of that. Very nice. And I think, I think it's our, I think it's really important and our responsibility to seek out those communities and proactively do what we can to help those communities. Because although anyone can be a sister, the organization is largely a, Uh, white male organization Mm. Um, anyone can become a sister but we do tend to have um, gay men Mm -hmm. as sisters or guards or um, so I think I think we're doing a lot of work right now to expand even beyond that yeah Mm. that
1: differs from house to house a bit but yes. I do believe that's a, that's a, uh, that is a relatively general statement. And, you know, it was founded by a bunch of, you know, white gay men. So mm-hmm. I think that's probably
0: where some Very of
3: cord, from. probably very stone. I mean, it was <laughs> the seventies, let's face it. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So what, what is the, uh, what are the traits that you're looking for, uh, in a potential sister, in case we have any, uh, people out there who are thinking that that might be their calling.
2: That's a very interesting uh, question. That's another, that's another thing that kind of varies from house to house, actually. Um, in, in San Diego, we're, we're a pretty, um, we have an interesting founding and an interesting history as a house. We, there are some houses that um, actively go out and seek new members. Mm-hmm. They'll have like um, teas and events to kind of like recruit, kind of recruit people, and it's usually places where that's necessary. Somewhere like in the deep south, mm-hmm. where like they maybe have a gay bar if they have any gay bars. You have to be a little more proactive. In San Diego, we tend to not recruit <laughs> people. We're, people need we, to come we to We kind of have
3: our there. own shining light, and and the people who, well, let's do case in point. We recently have a aspirant. Mm-hmm. Um, her name is Aspirant Stephanie, and we actually met her at a bar called Tilt Two. It is just a good old-fashioned, punk, goth, kind of everyone's welcome bar. Mm -hmm. And we weren't there. It wasn't necessarily an LGBTQ event, but Mm -hmm. it did help benefit us. But it was actually for Brewery Week. And the different breweries picked one of their guys and, bless their little hearts, (laughs) (laughs) and they decided they were going to do a drag show. And so they invited us and, uh, Stephanie was the DJ and she was like, oh my God, you guys are great. Again, had the same conversation we've probably had with you. And she's like, this is something I'm really interested in. And we told her, okay, well come to the meeting, come meet with us, come to our events, hang out with us. And yeah, so we're kind of our own little light and Little moths, happy little moths come to us, but we don't burn them. We don't do that.
2: <laughs> yeah. We're Very nice. nice. Yeah. You know, we tend to look for people who are proactively pursuing a calling with the sisters, especially because um, what we do is really fun and beautiful and we get to wear pretty things, mm-hmm. but it's a lot more than that. <laughs> yeah and so it's really important that people come to meetings and see like the actual business of what we do, the not so fun stuff, it's almost all fun, but we do have to, it's an organization, everyone has to do things to keep it running, and so.
3: We have a board um, of directors, we have a monthly meeting, yeah. we mm-hmm. have we have to discuss the budget, we have to discuss, you know, um, You know, our insurance went up. Okay, do Mm -hmm. we make the motion to make sure that's? You know, it's really yeah. It's it's not the fun stuff. I mean, we always try to make everything fun, but a meeting is a meeting, and it's.
0: You gotta have the infrastructure, and yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. You can only make it fun so much. (laughs) (laughs) Right.
1: One thing I also want to mention is that there are a lot of times that people will see us like, oh, they're fun. They have so much fun. They get to expanding on what you were saying about dressing up pretty. This is a calling. Mm -hmm. We have a very, yeah, I I call it strict that you can't just, oh, I'm a sister. It doesn't work that way. We have uh, a multi-year program essentially for you to go through various uh, various stages. To become a sister, because uh, sometimes people will say, "Oh, this just looks like fun," and I get to be the center of attention, blah blah blah. And uh, that's not the sort of that's not the sort of thing that becomes a good sister. You do need to be able to, uh, when you are the center of attention, know how to harness that appropriately, in ways that benefit the community and the sister's calling. Um, but yeah. You know, Sister Devlin mentioned uh, aspirant. That's the first stage of somebody who wants to become a sister. And uh, I don't know if this is part of your uh, part of what you were looking for, anyway. But uh, yeah. the stages are um, aspirant, where you just kind of hang around the sisters for a few months and get an idea of what they are, what what they are, and uh, come to the meetings and come to events and talk to the sisters. And that also gives the sisters a chance to uh, to get to know you. If it's something you decide that you want to pursue, then you um, you basically ask you write a letter to become a postulant. Now, postulant is a is an official is an official junior member of the sisters. They have their own special meetings that they go to where they learn some things, and that process can be you know can take you know usually it's about. E- about a year, six months, six months to a year, maybe longer because there are certain things that the, uh, that the order is looking for in order to make sure that you're a good fit. And this is a really good way to be able to make sure that, um, everybody learns what they're expected to do. And then from that point, you become a novice. You, if, if you choose to do this, you become a novice sister where essentially like you're an apprentice sister, Okay, you are, uh, doing sister work. And um, and uh, you have a number of months where you do that. You know, it's one thing to be there and be learning and such and absorbing information. It's another thing to actually do it. And uh, some people, they become novices like, oh my gosh, this is, I thought this, this is hard. hard. Yeah. Yeah. This is hard. This is hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and that's when they also do, as you had heard about, this novice project, which can be all sorts of different things from a fundraiser to an event to, um,
3: yes. our archives, our sister, archives. Our sister,
1: mm-hmm. sister Raven
3: lunatic. That was her, uh, novice project was she reorganized the archives.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, we have, uh, we, ha- yeah, for example, we had somebody who recently, uh, did a whole s- series of, of videos that basically were based on color and, uh, it was, it was a pretty amazing thing. got sisters involved. It got, it got mounted on YouTube. It got, uh, uh, was promoted. And a lot of people really enjoyed that. And it was a really great way of promoting joy. And uh, yeah, all sorts of different creative things that, that we look for. And after only all that, and if you still want to be a sister, and if the house still thinks that you've made good, thing, <laughs> then you can become uh, full-fledged member. So it is not an easy process. It's not something you do on a lark. It's not the and the guards, yeah, and the guards have to go through the exact same process too, because we have to know what the sisters do. We have to know how the sisters work, and frankly, we do our own ministries as well.
3: I was um, going to say, Isaac, you guys, San Diego's very—we're very unique. Um, we do everybody is equal among the fully professed members, whether you are a guard, whether you are a sister, you can hold an office, you vote, you have a right, you, you do, the guards do have their own ministry because some people they'll look at a sister and go, Oh, hell no. But they'll go to the guy standing in the corner going, um, Hey, I see you got the makeup on, but you're not one of them. And they're kind of weird, but cool. What are they?
1: Yeah. And also sometimes people need uh, will relate more to somebody who looks like me mm-hmm. rather than as a nun. And so sometimes I have found myself doing sister work, perfectly happy to do it, love doing it. That's not my primary call, but we need to be able to do that when uh, uh, when necessary. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's all really important. And the, as I said, the process is virtually identical. So... Yeah, not because it's made
2: of hard. Yeah, and there, we, we do have an established process, but it's really unique to each member. Like they were saying, some there's, there's minimum amounts of time for each step where you have to at least complete, you know, the, this many months before you can even consider moving on exactly. to the next step. Most people go beyond that minimum, but some people kind of sail right through the process. Other people take almost 10 years to get through the process,
3: yes, different
2: may. houses yeah, around the country and find their home eventually. Um, so there is a established process, but it's really unique to each. Because we, we, Good point.
3: we, we, we understand like even our founders and they'll even remind, you know, the, the younger members, us, you know, um, it was different when our founders did what they did and it's different than what I did. And then what Rita did it's, we also want to make sure that it is a calling. You're not just putting on pretty makeup. You're not a drag queen. No, (laughs) you know, you're not going to go and be bitchy to everybody and, and be a drag queen. There are times, and I really try to stress this to people. You may have somebody that is having, and I've heard this story from Nora and I've, kind of had a similar situation, but not as, uh, deep as sister Notorious. Um, you know, you have literally people that are like, I'm taking my life tonight. This is going to be my mm-hmm. last drink and I'm going to take my life. And all you can do is listen and support and do your best. And I don't think a lot of people get to see that aspect of sisterhood. They just see us, selling jello shots and being silly and dancing and hugging and really one of us may be in a corner with somebody who's like, nope, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. i done.
1: I do need, uh, you know, do need to let you know that person did not take their life that night. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm very gonna,
3: glad. I was going to say, I yeah, was going yeah, 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 yes. to support
1: uh, that. This
3: <laughs> right. Yeah, <but laughs> there we do there is tests. a point. <laughs> we, uh, yeah. we always First. have links and we always have information. We always try to make sure that mental illness is heard. Mm-hmm. It is supported. Um, and even, even sister to sister, you know, uh, we have to be sisters to each other, especially in this time. I've had many conversations with my sisters and they're like, okay,
1: yeah, it's
3: okay. We got you. You're right. I just had a moment, you know, so it, it 90, not even 90. I want to say 75% of the time we are having a blast and the other 25, it is down in the trenches. It isn't pretty. Um, you're being screamed at by fundamentalists and mm-hmm. you just, you take on a lot when you take on this white face. Yeah.
2: yeah. And there, there is a point, um, you know, mentioning that story where it does go beyond um, the scope really of what the sisters uh, should be handling and can you know are equipped to handle We're none of us are psychologists or therapists um so there is a point where we have to connect people with appropriate professionals and and services where they can really get the help they need because our our powers are limited believe it or not (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: that's that's absolutely so important though i mean
3: but you know then again we may be that person that you know, okay, I'm going to listen to you. Yeah. These are these resources. Please, 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 please just consider using them, you know. And our webmistress, Sister Donatella Soul, has been amazeballs at this quarantine on making sure that all the resources, you know, mental health, family services, trans services, I mean, she has every, every week, every day has been, these are here. These are updated. And I know when I do my shout outs online, I'm always like, if you need anything, please, please, please go to our website.
0: Look at those resources. Mm -hmm. Now you talked about uh, the pandemic and uh, fundamentalists. Uh, Are there any new challenges that have been emerging? Obviously the pandemic is something no one's dealt with before, but even during this administration or just uh, with the current mindset of people, Uh, Are there new obstacles that you're having to deal with? And and how are you approaching those?
1: Um, I think Rita would be, uh, Rita's novice project was kind of as a direct result from some, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but the way I interpret it is uh, a part of that was a direct result of the frustration that so many people had been feeling with the change of administration and what seems to go as, uh, what seems to pass nowadays and right. um, the frustration that many of us have felt. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think that that's one of the things that the sisters deal with head on pretty well. Um, we are a reflection of uh, the frustrations of society, no matter what, obviously back in the days of AIDS, the uh, uh, the sisters were on the forefront of uh, Kind of being in your face about it. We're good about being in your face about stuff. We <laughs> um, a number a number of years ago um, we gave some money to a fledgling health worker association because that's really that is and that is a group that uh, is marginalized tremendously. But it, what the work they do is incredibly important yeah. and is necessary, and people don't recognize it. Um, so um, I would say that that's a that's a big part of what we do. We also celebrate our our um, our yeah, successes as well. I mean, there was uh, we, the gay community has come a very long way, yeah. and a lot because of what's going on. A lot of people feel really scared about mm-hmm. about the future. And once again, here are the sisters they're out there being who they being crazy and campy and fabulous in their way. And it helps to make you feel like you can still
2: be you. And it and it's always an interesting challenge, you know, how we respond to that scary stuff because we're not out there screaming back at the fundamentalists. Um, we are all human. And I, I can't speak for everyone, but I'm sure there's a part in all of us where we want to do that. And we want to, you know, just turn around and say, no, fuck you, you know. Um, and so it's always an interesting challenge in how we respond. Um, we have to find uniquely uh, sistery and joyous ways to respond in those moments. And uh, I think it's, um, You know, there's always those scary Bundy elements out there. Mm -hmm. Uh, They're particularly emboldened right now, obviously, from uh, the highest office in the land is occupied by someone who, you know... Caters to them. Caters to them and gives them a voice. And um, so um, I don't know if it's any more... It's always an interesting challenge. I don't know if it's any more... Difficult right now.
3: It's not less difficult. Yeah, right. It's not less. It's not less difficult. But um, I always tell people, um, do not engage. I mm-hmm. mean, I, I, the big thing. Like I'll do lives. I'll do makeup, um, and I'm talking to people. If you see something on Facebook and you're like, oh God, I can't scroll up. there's this really neat feature on Facebook where you can just scroll up. Mm -hmm. You don't have to engage. Guess what? Even people we love. And I mean, I have a couple of friends on my timeline. I'm just like, I just want to grab them and shake (laughs) them, but you can't do that at six feet away.
1: Yeah, (laughs) no, it's true.
3: So I just scroll up. I just scroll up and I, Mm-hmm. like, okay, fine. I'm going to go watch kitty videos mm-hmm. because I, I, it's so easy to get sucked down. And again, it's not in less difficult given the current political situation. Um, But it, 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 you know, it is what it is and we're still fighting back. Um, people still complain about the drag queens doing story hour. Well, guess what? I see sisters and drag queens on Facebook and Twitch and Instagram doing story time, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not making a scene, not getting angry. They're just doing it Mm -hmm. because why not? Yeah. We're still living. We're just stuck at home. We're still living. We can Mm -hmm. still, you know, do all these things, but, uh, I just want to hug somebody.
2: <laughs> yeah. And, and selecting, um, cause what there is certainly room for engaging those, um, you know, having more challenging conversations, uh, but it's not really the sister's job. Mm-hmm. We're more out there. Uh, you know, our, our mission is to promulgate universal joy and expiate stigmatic guilt. Another way it's often worded is we disturb the comfortable and comfort the disturbed.
3: And frankly, we are disturbingly comfortable.
2: <laughs> we have, we're there to challenge everyone and everything, really, to consider yourself, what you're doing, how you're being, and uh, you know, what am I doing in this moment to whatever contribute to this bad energy or contribute to this good energy. Mm-hmm um we're ju- we're mirrors <laughs> that's,
1: that's an important point we we often will say that we are just a reflection of you uh when people come to us and they say oh you're so beautiful we uh, many times you will reply we are merely a reflection of you and sometimes people don't under don't get that they think we're being flippant or whatever sometimes it's exactly what they needed to hear yeah <laughs>
3: And also, I think the biggest act of rebellion isn't screaming and yelling and protesting and holding a sign. It's just being
0: Mm -hmm.
3: living authentically, being a presence. That's more of a rebellion, you know, than what the other
0: side is doing. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for speaking with us. And before we go, I want to ask each one of you if you have a really positive experience, really positive memory uh, to share uh, in your time with the sisterhood.
2: Oh, really? There's so many.
3: (laughs) I know. I was thinking that. I'm like,
0: ah. Yeah. That's a good problem to have. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So. yeah um, um I'll start giving you guys a little bit of chance to get your thoughts so mm-hmm. um because my job is a little different because uh, one of the things I do and it's part of my part of where I get my joy is to support is, is support like fundraisers and such um I'm pretty much a master when it comes to uh, uh raffle tickets and such as that, and depending on the event or whatever. You can get into a major, into a major zone where you're just like in there, just engaging with people, having an amazingly good time. And you're get you're giving as much joy and you're getting it right back. And you just realize that all seems to be one with the universe and we're all here for an amazing cause. We're all here for good, for, for It also time. doesn't
3: hurt that he's a really sexy bear <laughs> and he, has, he utilized that in the bear bars.
1: Oh, bless your
3: heart. That's
1: so sweet. <laughs> but good. yeah. Well there there are, there is some of that too, it's like in the bear in the bear bars and such. But yeah. in general, that's and the thing is, is that I get to do that often and I get to express that I get to experience that joy relatively often. So yeah. I'll 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 leave it at that for me.
2: Very nice. I think I think my I, I wouldn't nail down one moment but my most positive moments that are recurring always Mm -hmm. um, particularly during the pride parade um, are those fleeting moments of joy with people where there often aren't even words especially especially like the really young folks that will be at the parade and you can see they're really like you know maybe a little shy or reserved and like or maybe it's their, their first, first parade or something i love engaging with those people during the parade because um it's a parade we go we give them a little like indulgence or a little sticker or something mm-hmm. and then we move along and we have no idea how that affected them um because i think that's really that's really important for me is that uh What we do is fun and wonderful and good, um, but it's not, um, I'm not responsible for it. I just do it, we just be, we just are, we do what we do, and then we move along and maybe we'll see each other again, maybe we won't. Um, Those are the most positive moments for me are those brief um, fleeting moments of joy, yeah.
3: Um, I think I have a couple. One of them is I was working with the, uh, North County, uh, LGBT center and the kids adopted me as well. I became, I became, (laughs) I became chose, I became chosen mom. And now, uh, two of those individuals are actually with us in the sisters. So i got to watch them grow up. And then probably one of my favorite, favorite memories for me Again, it was just showing up. Is uh, dining out for life? Yeah. And Isaac texts us and it's like, oh my God, is anybody going to Adam's Grill? Anybody? We need somebody. We're always there. I'm like, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. And because um, usually it's it's Isaac and I walk in and the whole place erupts in clapping. i didn't i i didn't do anything and but it it they just it uh
0: joyful presence
3: yeah exactly Mm -hmm. i just walked in the door i mean (laughs) it was it was even more amazing once i got working but
0: just Uh to have that very nice that's beautiful Oh. Well, thank you so much. And uh, would any of you like to promote uh, your personal uh, social media or uh, just the, the sister's social media, anything that you would like to share? And obviously, you can uh, email me the links and I will make sure mm-hmm. that they appear in the description box when this goes up. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Um, well,
1: let me. We've got our website, Um, We've got a pretty active Facebook presence. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand we're doing, uh, we have a good Twitter and Instagram presence as well. Um, personally, I'm just on Facebook, so I don't know about those other ones very much, but I hear uh-huh. that they're pretty, I hear that they're, they're They are. Good.
3: They are. And, I can tell yeah,
1: you. <laughs> and you. Yeah. And usually you can find out where we're going to be uh, looking, going to org. Of course, we haven't been going many places lately, but yeah. I have a feeling that might be changing in the not too distant future.
0: Very good.
2: Yeah. And also through the website, like Sister Devon was saying, we have a ton, a ton. We actually, yeah. our uh, sister Donatella totally reworked the website now because mm-hmm. it used to feature what events we were going to be at uh, right there on the home page. Now it's featuring our miss- mission and resources available to people, um, unemployment, food, if you're having, you know, food issues, mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. yeah. And you can connect with me on Instagram or on Twitter. I'm Sister Rita B. will one word on both of those. And if anyone wants to connect, I'm there very nice
3: and mine is devlin angels on everything if you type it in you'll find me and it's d-e-v-e-l-y-n angels i have a funky spelling i have to be
0: different (laughs) very nice all right well thank you so much for being with us and uh for sharing your joy and your positivity and thank uh, you for getting me through the whole Skype. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I'm just hoping that this recorded <laughs> because we've had uh, we, we well, I, I see it in the corner, it says it's recording. So and it, if it doesn't, I'm then sure I'll, it I'll let you know.
3: <laughs> okay. Well cool. if not, I don't mind redoing this because so, this was fun. Yeah. Okay. Frustration aside, once we got the technology working, it has been a pleasure. Thank yes, you for having yes. us.
0: And then yes, maybe thank we, you very we much. we can do a follow-up at some point in person, so. <laughs> cool. I would love that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's always Need easier, prepared for too. a very
0: awkward <laughs> hug. I'm just saying. All right. You got it.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Thank you so much, and uh, I will talk to you later. I'll let you know in this post okay okay
2: bye everyone
0: Thank bye. Bye. special thanks to the sisters of perpetual indulgence the asylum of the tortured heart there are san diego sisters and we love them go to sd to find out more about them or go to their instagram at sd sisters you know who else is there devil and angels at devil and angels on instagram while you're there say hi to sister read a book at Sister Rita B. And while you're at it, why not go to Facebook at the SD Sisters? Guard Isaac Wiener is there at A Borovoy. He'll keep you safe. Send Sister Devlin Angels a virtual hug while you're on Facebook at Devlin Angels. Tweet the good news at the SD Sisters, and check out a book. That is Sister Rita Book at Sister Rita B. And don't you dare forget Sister Devlin Angels at Devlin Angels on Twitter. Special thanks as always to our legendary announcer, Savage C Walnar. We love what you do. Keep doing it. And a big juicy thanks to Ethan McSell for the You Mind theme song, Demilitarize Zone. It's a real toe tapper. Support our silly little show at patreon.com slash lucid nap or buymeacoffee.com slash nap. That's me, I'm Nap, and I do a website called LostBreadComic.com where you can buy my graphic novel series, my art prints, and so much more. Or follow us like a bunch of wee baby ducklings. You can do that by going to the description box below and clicking on all those pretty shiny links available for you. Not just for me, but for the sisters as well. And check out our sister audio drama, Creeping Wave Radio. It ties in to the U Mind. It ties into my comic book series. It's an amazing show. We've got a lot of amazing guests, a lot of local San Diego talent, a lot of local San Diego musicians, and it is worth a listen because our new season is coming in October and you want to know what's going on. You don't want to be left out of the loop. So go ahead, take a listen. It's available wherever you get your podcast. And thank you for watching or listening, whatever the case may be. I hope you're watching because the sisters are really beautiful and they're just a reflection of you. So why wouldn't you want to see that? And you know what? They are a reflection of the generosity of The Gramerica Show, Nikki Benfield, and Neil, who are our Patreons, and we couldn't do it without them. So thank you, guys. Creeping Wave is brought to you by Lucid Nat Productions in cooperation with the hairy old man. We could have called it Harry old man productions, but I'm the one who does all the work. So
2: <laughs> yeah. It's bizarre, the weird and wacky fiction podcast with me, your host, Mr. Frank. Every Monday, we're talking to everyone who's anyone writing weird and wacky fiction. So if you enjoy reading funny and strange books or you enjoy writing funny and strange books, Join us on Bazong each week to learn along with Mr. Frank. Bazong every Monday, a part of the Project Entertainment Network.
0: This has been a presentation of the Project Entertainment
1: Network.